episode 85 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on August 14th, 2018. It's the State of the Old Republic podcast. This week, Marcus from the Working Class Nerds podcast joins me to discuss Warzone's post-game update 592. We look at Yavin 4, the Void Star, Ancient Hypergate, as well as the matchmaking changes. Also this week, Marcus and I got a chance to play some Hutball in the Rishi Stronghold. Spoiler alert, I hate Hutball, but this was pretty frickin' awesome. And with that, it's time to make the jump to Lightspeed and check out the State of the Old Republic. Welcome to episode 85 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and as you heard in the opening... I have another great show lined up for you today. Last week, Marcus from Working Class Nerds joined me to talk about Warzone's pre-592. Well, this past week, we got together to try them out post-592. Joining me again this week to talk about that experience is Marcus from the Working Class Nerds podcast. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for having me again. Yeah. By the way, you have the honor of being my first repeat guest, I realized today. <laughs> I'm honored. So we got together to tackle some of these war zones after 592 went live. And like before, we didn't get everything, but we got a decent sampling. So I thought maybe we'd start with the Yavin 4 war zone, which is the first one that, that we got. And this was a pretty good match. We won, and it was a little back and forth. What did you think of that? this war zone? I thought this was a great, well, first match. I think the last time we did it last week, we won our first match, and then it kind of tailed off from there. But what was fun about the uh, Yavin 4 was, if you remember, I can't remember, we came out strong. I think, you know, if it starts at, was it 300 or 500, Yavin, that starts I, I don't recall. I, I want to say it's 500 maybe. Yeah, so we were down at like the 280s, and you were like, wow, this is really one-sided. And I said, oh, my God, we're going to just demolish them. And all of a sudden, they took another uh, turret. And I remember the, you know, the score was cranking and they were, you know, they caught up to us and then we took it back. And I think it ended with us winning and they had, you know, 163 points or something like that, which is, you know, in all intents and purposes is a pretty tight match. It was a lot closer than I thought because it it didn't feel like it was that. I mean, I felt like we were doing pretty well the the entire time, like we weren't having trouble, um, killing some of their players and so but I, I I don't know I think I know I spent a lot of time in the middle so I really didn't see too much of what was happening on the on the sides and what was going on the battles that were going on for those turrets I think at one point we even had all three turrets uh, for a brief period of time and because you made the remark that it looked like the score was really dropping fast at that point but that didn't last very long the the score did crank when we had all three nodes. I think we saw, you know, 60 points disappear within, it seemed like seconds, but I mean, it was really fast. And I said, Oh my God, look at the countdown. It was almost like a a stopwatch. 
you know, counting down. So it was great. I enjoyed that one. But that one, again, is you got to have the team in the right position at the right time to be able to conquer those things. And we'll get into, you know, where you don't have the teammates working together as we talk about these. Yavin 4 is a fun war zone. And remember, their goals with this one were to shorten the match and to differentiate it from the Alderaan Civil War. And to do that, they reduced the starting score from 600 to 500. And every time a player dies, they reduced their team's score by two points. Based on our experience, I thought these were noticeable changes that made for a faster paced match that made Yavin 4 feel like a unique war zone compared to Alderaan. Yeah, and now that you've said that, I, I forgot about the whole killing. There was a lot of deaths on both sides during that match. So maybe that's why it was the the number was coming down so fast as well, because with all the turrets, because, I mean, we had two, then they had two, then we had three, then we had two, and, you know, the clock was constantly going down. But it really burned down when we had three. Yeah, it sure did. It sure did. Well, unfortunately, this was our best outing of the night. Uh, we got into a Void Star match, which ended up being a complete rout, and we were we were just decimated. It was awful. It was, it was, it was painful. The some of the changes that I've seen, I don't know. So the so I finally saw a flaw in there. The countdown to arming the bomb. There's a, you know, when I don't know what the, the ability is called, but they kind of make you, you know, it's like a mind control where you're like rubbing your head where like the Sith sort of sorcerers in your head, that move. If you get that done, they can arm the bomb before you're out of that mind trap. I guess it's called mind trap. I forget what it's called. I know exactly which one you're talking about. And it's, it's one of those that I hate, right? Because <laughs> you're just right. completely stunned for it seems like forever right well the force choke doesn't last as long the force choke is you know you know three or four seconds your force choke maybe five seconds but this was the entire time i would get stunned and i was the only one over by protecting a door and then by the time i they would arm the bomb and get away and i would still be in the mind trap that part i did not enjoy well, one of the things they wanted to do with the Void Star is to make it more attacker-oriented. And it makes you wonder now, with the CC and stun abilities of certain advanced classes, does the defender strategy need to change so that you have more people guarding each door than what was needed previously? Right. The other thing was, I remember, um, so it, you get through the first door and then it's the bridge, right? Yes. I remember, because I was at the door, I was in the mine trap. That door opened. I was the first one through that door. By the time I got to the other side, it was the bridge was already gone. So I don't know if, you know, somehow, some way somebody snuck through or maybe I, I don't know. But that was something. And it happened to me again um, when we got the Void Star again. So that was, I, I think, the Void Star offensive heavy, yes, but didn't when we did it. Again, didn't we get, we got, when we went, it was our turn to attack. We got stalemated. I mean, you still need teamwork to be able to open those doors. You do. And I mean, I think we got one door open. I mean, they, 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 I think they completed the whole thing. I, maybe they didn't, 
If they didn't they did. complete the whole thing, they they got to the reactor room. So I think they they actually completed the entire the entire thing. And when we got there, we barely got one door, and I I don't think we got a bridge because I think time ran out because it took us so long to get the one door. And in fact, I think you're the one that planted the bomb on that door, if I recall. Yeah, I you know when you see everybody was on the right side, and all of a sudden there was nobody on the left. So I just ran over there, and then I think. I think you came over and whoever was over there for the other team, they focused on you and I had the six seconds or whatever it is to arm the bomb. So I did. Yeah, an honorable death on my part then. <laughs> it, it was well deserved. It was, it was securing a moral victory at that point is, is what it was, what it was. It should be pointed out though that we were up against a pre-made group. I mean, I'm, I'm 99.9% certain that, that the group that we were going up against that at least half that team were a, PVP players, I think, and they were all from the same same guild. I mean, they all had the same guild tag. That's always like a sign, bad sign. When you see a lot of people with the same guild tag, uh, mm-hmm. you know you could be in for a long match. And, and that's what happened with the Void Star. So those guys knew what they were doing, and they were probably in voice chat, and they were, they were very coordinated with everything that they were doing. Didn't we fight them again when we did the Hypergate? We did because we, we got the ancient hypergate. That was the next war zone that we got. We queued, that we queued for immediately after the Void Star had ended. And we ran into that same group there, which is a shame because the ancient hypergate is one of my favorite war zones. But this ancient hypergate was a total disaster. And again, because it was in large part because we found ourselves matched up against the same team that we faced in the Void Star. And you know, you're in trouble. Like I always, try and figure out, should I go towards the pylon? I usually like take my time jumping out of the gate when, when the match starts just to see, you know, if I see two or three people heading towards the pylon, I'll, I'll head to the middle to maybe do some fighting or collect some orbs. And, but I always keep an eye on, you know, how long is it taking for us to capture a pylon? And if it takes too long, then I'll know there's a problem and run out there. And that's what happened. Like the whole match, like every time, um, We'd ha- it was time to go capture a pylon. They just, not only did they capture their pylon, but they kept us from capturing ours. It was ridiculous. It was brutal. They had a stealther of some sort. I th- it, was, it was somebody with a lightsaber, but I don't know what it was. And then they had a healer posted on our pylon, or the one we were trying to go for. We couldn't do it. All they did was interrupt us. That's, they didn't try to kill us. They didn't try to do anything but interrupt us. And as soon as anybody started killing them, the healer would just run away enough, and then they would come back and just get us. I think we ended up taking it one time. We got the pylon, and then it was immediately gone. Yeah, that's correct. And I think we might have gotten their pylon one time. But again, this was late in the match where it made no difference whatsoever. So this was not a good uh, – it was a bad war zone in general, and it was not a sort of a good – sample in terms of trying out the changes just to see how they how they were which was uh you know they they designed it so that running back orbs was gonna yield more and more points as the match went on and i don't know how that came into play because we were just fighting at our pylon the whole time that i don't know how much time they spent running back orbs but it it, i don't know that it mattered so I, i didn't get a good sense of were the changes good? Are they working for this war zone? Because it was just such a lopsided match. Yeah, and I at that point, because it was Tuesday of the release, I didn't have enough taste to know if these changes have come effect. But one thing we did get 
was the Ma- uh, the Mandalorian Arena Battle Arena? What's it called? It is called the Mandalorian Battle Ring. It was beautiful. Yeah, it it's a gorgeous happy. arena. Uh, I'm not sure what the best strategy is for it. it. The the couple times I've gotten it, everyone just seems to run up the stairs into the middle of the platform and stop fighting. But it's a big arena. I mean, there's a big underneath area. There's some vents that will launch you on top there. It's just fun to go and explore it. But uh, so I don't did. know what the best strategy is for that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we we definitely uh, took the long way to get up top to try to go around the other side just to see what the whole thing looked like. Yeah, We were bad teammates. Yes, we were. In part because I don't know about you, but I hate arenas. Which brings up something interesting. In the course of our evening, we got two arenas, and they may have even been back-to-back. I don't quite recall. This isn't supposed to happen that much. They changed it so arenas will only pop if there aren't enough players to populate a full Warzone match at that time. And not only did we get the arenas, but the teams were completely in imbalanced. I think one arena, well, one arena, both of our teams in both arenas that we got, both times, it was four DPS. And the other team, and one of them had three DPS and a healer. And I think the other time they might have had three DPS and a tank. It's not, I'm, I, I don't remember 100%, but we were I do remember at a when disadvantage. There was a yeah, I do remember when there was a tank. And we were at a disadvantage every time. And I'm not saying that's not supposed to ever happen, but again, they're also supposed to be trying to balance these teams as best they can based on roles so that, you know, you have both teams have tanks and healers and so forth. But that didn't happen in, in this case. And the other thing that didn't happen, right, with the Ancient Hypergate and the Void Star, the matchmaking is also supposed to try and group up people based on their skill, however it is that they're measuring that. And that certainly didn't happen in those two instances. So, I'm beginning to have my doubts as to how effective the matchmaking changes are. I need to play some more PvP to really get a sense of that, but I'm just wondering if the population of players isn't there to really make a difference in that regard. What, what do you think? Well, it took us a little while to queue. I remember that. The, the day it's released... And this is the big update of the year. I mean, it was still taking us a couple minutes to queue. Granted, I'm sure a lot of people were going to Rishi. But it was um, it was taking us a few minutes to uh, to queue. And it, that was noticeable. Maybe because of the matchmaking changes and they were it was working to find us what, a healer or something. But definitely it was... A longer queue time than I'm used to on the Starforge. Yeah, same here. I was a little bit surprised by that, but like you said, it's possible people were just checking out the the Rishi Stronghold. I don't know if there were any. I don't think there were any logon issues, but you know, people depending on when people got home, they have to patch up the game. But that doesn't take that long nowadays. And this wasn't early, early evening that we were playing either. You know, this was you know deep into the heart of prime time when when most people are on playing. I think so. Right. I was surprised at a how long some of those queue times took, and then just the overall quality of the the, the matchmaking was not what I had had expected. Now that said, you played some bunch of PvP just the other night, and I wasn't there with you to play that. But but did you notice anything different? How was that your your sort of second go around, if you will, compared to what we saw? So we got the Void Star twice, and. 
both times. So the first time it was very one-sided. They ran right down, but it was, I wish I could remember their name because it was like Empire Strikes Beards or something like that. It was definitely the pre-made. <laughs> it was a funny name, and but you know, they came in and within two and a half or three minutes, they, we were done. The round was over. They went all the way. And then the second time we got Void Star, maybe you know half an hour or so more, it was very, uh, it was very even. I think we went, I think we went all the way to the final door, whatever that is. And I think they got, oh yeah, they went to the final doors. But again, that mind trap got me every time. They would hit me with that mind trap and. By the time I was out of the mine trap, the door was already blown and they were moving on. Um, what a, but we did do a couple ranked matches as well. And I've never done ranked. As we've said, we're very casual PVPers and we did two ranked matches and I'm not the biggest fan of you go into a match and you get one death and it's over. I'm not really a fan of that. I think, it, you know, team death matches to me is make the match five minutes, die as many times as you can in five minutes. And the score is the score. Every time you get a death, it's a point. And I think that's how team death match to me is. That's more like survivor mode, last man standing kind of a thing, because basically last man standing wins the round. And ranked is different. Thank God we had a four-man team. So we were in chat and we were talking, but it really showed when the other team had two mercs, a healer, and a sorcerer, a DPS, because we had a marauder, a juggernaut, a healer, and I don't know, oh, maybe, maybe it was a sniper or something, but you could see the difference between the Merc and the Sorcerer, I mean, we couldn't win because they had their bubbles, and I've complained right. about that before. So honestly, I've had so much fun playing PvP. I'm actually looking forward to playing it again, especially with you, Ted, as this 592 kind of continues on. I'm sure they're going to have some kind of update to it. They're not going to just leave it where it is. But I'm going to have to do a Sorcerer or a Merc and work on my Merc uh, PvP rotation. Because it's the only way you can really, you know, go the distance in PvP, in my opinion. Because so many times, you you know, I watched you. You were getting killed, and then all of a sudden you popped your bubble, and you survived. Where I'm doing my... I'm doing a lot of damage as a Marauder, but there's nothing to save me. If there's no healer, I'm going to die. Yeah, and I remember that we were in, the, I think it was our Void Star match for a long time. I don't think you were getting healed, which is a problem because you kept wondering, well, do we even have a healer? Do we even have a healer? Because we were like, you know, halfway through the match and you yeah. hadn't gotten it, gotten a single heal. It was like a long time before you got even, even one and you realized, oh yeah, we do have a healer. And we did, um, last night we did get a hot ball. And so I guess we're going to, we'll talk about it, but we did the Rishi hot ball. And, yeah, we'll talk but, about that in a minute. But how? So, how was the the regular hot ball? And which one did you get? Did you get Quest or did you get the the original hot ball? Quest actually, is the one that's very vertical. 
Oh, no. So we got the regular hut ball. It was great. I was all the way on one side of the map. I had the ball. My team was trying to make it to me, so I couldn't throw the ball. And I kept getting stunned and stunned. But there was a healer there that keeping me alive. And my 45 seconds or 40 seconds, whatever they dropped it down to, I exploded. And I said, okay, that was well done. They <laughs> kept me from moving. And the other team was keeping my teammates from getting to me. So I there was nothing I could do. I was just constantly stunned, which to me, that made it really fun because I was dead. And now they had the hut ball and then they scored. And it was a back and forth and it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I was going to ask, did you did you win the match or what was what did the final did. score we end won, up being? We won 4-2-2. Two, two. And it was fun. I had a lot of fun doing it. But it was it's only because I've played a little bit of hut ball in the last week, week and a half with you that I've enjoyed it. Because I, I know how to pass the ball now and do all those things. But other yeah, than that, like- um the the PvP's been fun. I think the matchmaking is still broken. But I'm gonna say it again, it's like Galactic Command. Galactic Command was broken in the beginning and then they fixed it. And now it's great. I have no complaints on it. Yeah, based on the small sampling of war zones that we got, and again, I plan to do some more PvP here as well. I, I, I think the matchmaking needs needs some work. And 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 again, that just may be a function of population and, and the number of people queuing for war zones at, at any given time. But yeah, I'll be curious to see if they make some adjustments to that. But yeah. you know, at the at the end of the day, like our war zone matches were pretty terrible. But the one thing that was totally awesome was PvP in the Rishi Stronghold, which we just alluded to. So why don't we take a short break and when we come back, we'll talk about Hutball in the Rishi Stronghold. want to hear more of Marcus, be sure to check out his podcast, Working Class Nerds. He and co-host Nick Fern cover the latest SWOTOR news and have awesome guests from the SWOTOR community. If you're looking for a good place to start, I recommend checking out episode 12, TED Talk, which guest stars yours truly. And we're back. So what were your impressions of playing Hutball in the new Rishi Stronghold? Oh, it was awesome. It was, it was so much fun. That's all I, it, it was so much fun. I never thought I could have so much fun being killed and losing a match. It was fun. And I, I'm just going to, I'm going to tell everybody the best thing that ever happened was all of a sudden I'm on the ramp on the sky deck. And I'm beating on Ted. He's got the ball. And he does this like move where he spun, spins around and like blasts himself up the hill and he scores a point. I was like, are you kidding me? 
How, well, what is it, what's that move? Um, so that that's the mercenary ability. It's rocket out. I, yes! It's great. I love I love that ability, and it just makes you fly backwards. So yeah, you just sort of run forward, do a quick spin with your back to the goal, and rocket back and zoom zoom. There you go. Yeah, and I should say we were in uh, your guild stronghold. This was the AIE uh, guild stronghold uh, for Rishi, obviously on the patrol care, and you had like they had the one new decoration, which was that. Uh, I don't know what it's called. It's like the, the training arena, but it's all the, the gang planks and everything. So that was really the only decoration that was there for PVP. So we just had like some stairs and ramps to climb on and duck underneath and so forth. And it wasn't full 8v8. Where was, uh, was it three on three or four on four? I, I don't remember, but it was, it was a small, it was a small group. I think it was three on three. And then we got two more, which the other team, cause uh, the, your team ended up with a healer and we didn't have one. But it was still fun. I, I I can't stress it enough. I had a lot of fun, and I really think that's why I had so much fun last night playing it. It's because of us playing in Rishi. Well, oh, I'm wondering about that too. I haven't played a real hot ball match since then, but uh, doing it this way, I know I spent a lot more time with the ball carrying it than I have ever in any regular hot ball match. So that gave me, you know. Uh, Time to learn, I guess, how to run and and how to look for teammates and 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 try and do a good job of passing the ball. So that those aren't skills that I've ever really had to contend with in an actual hup ball match. Where so so that was something new and different that I got a chance to practice and learn. So I think that'll be it'll be the Rishi stronghold alone will be good for doing things like that. And then it was just fun to have everybody in voice chat just you know kind of hooping and hollering it a little bit. And everyone was having a good time. And even we were, although we had people on opposing teams, we were all in the same voice chat and just, it was just for fun. Um, so it was a really good time. And I, I look forward to doing more of that and maybe doing, you know, with bigger teams, you know, doing, doing eight on eight even. Right. I mean, um, the best, I think the best part is that the, we were all in a chat. I really do because, you know, there was no strategy to give or anything like that, but it was, it was just fun. It, it was just fun. And to be yeah. able to hear you say, you know, when you hear me go, are you kidding me? When you did your rocket out, <laughs> you know, just like I was beating on you and I was trying to get the ball back and all of a sudden you score. But uh, if I can say, if you're interested in, you know, doing some more of the Rishi Hup ball with a big, big group, uh, next Friday, which is August 24th at 9 p.m., uh, I'm hosting an event with my AIE guild that I'm in. And uh, we're going to be spending the day or, well, the evening in Rishi doing uh, Hutball and then maybe Team Deathmatch. And we're going to be mixing up the teams. And we're all going to be in a voice chat. And it's just going to be an all-around great time. So, Ted, if you want to come have some fun, come join us. I- and and if anybody else out there wants to join us, you guys can come find me on Twitter. And uh, I'll get you an invite to our Discord so you can come have fun with us next Friday. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely plan to do that because I, I, I don't have any plans right now. So that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that then. Uh, one thing I want to point out, um, and I don't know if this uh, this sounds like a bug uh, to me, but uh, Max uh, was in there. And he wasn't grouped with anybody and he was able to roam around kind of like as a free agent and just 
kill anybody that he felt like, or at least attack anybody that he felt like it was. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that that's not intended, but that was interesting to see that he could just beat on anybody he felt like. Right. And, and remember the, he was able to beat on us cause he was in there, but he wasn't on a team. And then I think if you're inside the room and the match starts, even if, you know, you're not on a team. I think it's, you're still flagged for the PVP. But the other thing I noticed too is, um, that droid was pretty cool. Oh, what's it called? Observation droid? Yeah, it's like the remote something or other, but this is, this is the, uh, the droid. So if you just want to watch the match, you can just uh, take control of this little camera droid and you can move around the arena floor. And other players can see you, which is kind of cool, And but it, it zips along at a pretty good pace. Um, and the one thing we noticed, too, was while you couldn't directly damage it, it was susceptible to AoE damage. So if you weren't careful and someone was AoEing and you happened to be around there, you could you could get caught in that. And um, you don't die necessarily, but you will get uh, sent back down to the, the cove area. You'll, you'll be yes. kicked off the, the, the ship and sent down to that small arena area there if, if that should happen. And that should, I think that's a bug. I think they're supposed, I think you're supposed to spawn outside of the patrol carrier, like the walls, the force field walls where they're PVP in, you know, you're not supposed to go down to the cove. I, I can't imagine that. That's gotta be no, a little bug. I think that's a bug. And the one thing I did notice because down in that little, uh, small arena by the, by the cove area, they also have, uh, a console where you can take control of the camera droid. And when I did that, cause I, I got killed. And when I did that, it ported me back up to the patrol carrier, which was interesting instead of being around in that little arena down there. So I, that, that, that too sounds like a little bit of a bug that I, I think you're right. That if that should happen, then you should just be ported right outside the arena you were just in. Although I think better yet. They ought to make it so it can't take any damage at all. <laughs> that would probably yeah. be the the other the other solution to that too. Well, that's going to wrap up our PvP discussion for today. I think there's more to come on these changes. I think the matchmaking needs some work, but the Rishi Stronghold is terrific. Well, thanks again for coming back on the show, and and thanks for letting me fill in for your ops group last Sunday. That was a lot of fun. I'll have to have, get both you and Nick on here sometime to talk about more SWOTOR. But in the meantime, if people want to uh, hear and see more of you, Marcus, where, where where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at MarcusB814. And you can listen to uh, our podcast, which is Working Class Nerds. And you can find it on all your podcast things. And, you know, come listen to Nick and I banter about everything that has to do with video games. And then at the same time, you're always welcome to come back on the the Death Star Troopers Ops team. Whenever we need a fill-in, we love having you. Yeah, it's a good time for sure. So that was a lot of fun this this past Sunday. We conquered the Dread Palace, which I hadn't done in a while. So, And I appreciate yours and Dr. Swotor's uh, sort of refresh on, on how to kill things. <laughs> for sure. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Oh, it was my pleasure. And you're welcome back on the show anytime. Final note for today, the State of the Old Republic podcast is now officially two years old. That's right. We started this podcast in August of 2016. Boy, does time fly. 
And that's the state of the Old Republic for today. Let me cut in the sublight engines and cue the music and congratulate you on surviving another half hour listening to episode 85 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and Buzzsprout. You can also listen to the show directly from the show's site, which is sotorpodcast.com, and there is an RSS feed where you can subscribe to the podcast directly. If you have a question for the show, you can email me at sotorpodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet your questions too at sotorpodcast or send me a direct message. And be sure to follow me on Twitter to get the latest information on the show. And for episode 86 next week. Till then, remember the Sith Code. Cake is a lie.